Welcome to the Mindset Podcast for guardians of dogs who are just a little rough around the edges. I'm your host, Kaisa van Overbeek, a life coach dedicated to making life with your challenging dog feel less challenging, both by sharing stories of other people's similar experiences and by showing you how you can harness the power of your brain to make it work for you instead of against you. Hi everyone, today I want to talk to you a little bit about feelings, feelings work, and processing of feelings. Because let's face it, it's not just our dogs who have big, big emotions, but as a result, so do we. And we have developed all kinds of strategies and tactics to deal with them. And I realized that the way I deal with feelings and emotions especially the uncomfortable ones. I don't want to immediately slap the label negative on them. But, you know, if we want to do that, we can. But the way I deal with uncomfortable feelings and the way I teach my clients is different from what I see taught around us. And so I think this is probably the most important mindset episode that I have done so far. And I just want to give you one piece of advice, one tip that I think if all you do is follow that, you are going to see a drastic difference in your life. So first off, we've developed all of these strategies for good reason. We want the quote-unquote bad, negative, uncomfortable emotions to go away because we're afraid of what they may create for us, right? So we don't want our negative energy to rub off on our dogs. This is <laughs> the infamous, I don't want to pass the stress down the leash. I don't want my stress to rub off on my dog. Now, for the people who have been listening to the podcast, you know I have a lot of thoughts about that statement and the whole passing stress down the leash idea. But nevertheless, like the the, the reasoning behind it is one that's coming from good intent, from love. It's one that says, hey, I'm stressed. I don't want to burden anyone else with my stress. Or it is because, I don't know, we don't, we don't want the anger that we have because strangers don't understand our dogs and where we're coming from to make matters worse. You know, we want our anger at people saying things to us or doing things to us to evolve into a fight. So what's the one thing that we do when we're angry? We tell ourselves to calm down. And what do we do when we feel stressed? We tell ourselves to relax. And it makes complete sense, right? I mean, we don't want to be angry, so we should calm down. We don't want to feel stressed, so we should relax. And there's tons of strategies for that. My guess is you're probably already employing quite a few of those, like breathing techniques or yoga or meditation or something of the sort. What I want to tell you is you're doing it all wrong. No, I kid you, because that's one of the other things that I work on with my clients is that seeing things in black and white as right or wrong isn't usually helpful. What is helpful is to have a look at what's working and what's not. So if breathing techniques and things like that work for you, by all means, keep doing them. 
I mean, there's a whole industry around relaxation that has been built up, right? Just for fun, I had a look at the internet and I just Googled, like, I think, ways to calm down. And one of the top hits was 101 ways to de-stress or something of the sort. And it had all of the usual suspects, a few of those I already mentioned, because that those are the ones that popped into my head as being a few of the most common ones, like the breathing exercises and yoga. Um, but it also mentioned things like um, coloring or drinking a cup of tea, hugging yourself or hugging someone else, dancing, self-hypnosis, all the things. But I think what they do is bypass the one thing that's the most important, and that is to actually first process the other emotion, process being angry, process being stressed. What we do by going straight to, I need to calm down, or going straight to, I need to relax, is that we bypass the pro process of actually allowing the stress to be there, allowing the anger to be there. We just say, no, not this one. This emotion, no. We need to go straight to relaxation. That way you're actually telling the emotion it should not be there. It is not allowed to be there. We can have the relaxation. We can have the calm, but not the anger, not the stress, not those. And by not allowing them to be there, we are actually prolonging the pain. I always joke that feelings are called feelings because they are meant to be felt. Feelings need feeling. And that includes anger. That includes stress. So my tip is, or my advice rather, allow yourself to feel the anger. Allow yourself to feel the stress. Allow yourself to feel the anxiety. Whatever the emotion is that has you want to go straight to, no, I have to relax. I have to do my breathing exercises. I have to calm down or any of that other stuff. And what I'm also saying is that if you do that, if you can do that, if you can allow yourself to feel that icky emotion, you might not even need the breathing exercises or any of the other stuff like the meditation anymore. Because the only reason you want to skip straight to relaxation is because you want to get rid of anger, you want to get rid of st stress, you want to get rid of anxiety. The way to do that is to feel them. And once you've done that, they're gone. That is your relaxation. And of course, there's a resistance to it because what we are afraid of is if we allow the stress, then we're going to have that consequence of passing it down the leash to our dog. If we allow for the anger, then maybe we're going to end up in a fight, for example. And I want to say that's not how it works. That is reacting to the feeling. That is reacting to the stress, reacting to the anger. That is different from feeling the feeling. Trust me, the fastest way to get rid of a feeling, although that shouldn't be your agenda, is to simply allow it to be there and to feel it. And by feeling it, I mean really, really focusing on it. Focusing literally on how it feels in your body. This is me being angry. This is my fists clenching. This is my throat closing. This is my muscles tightening. Really focusing on what it feels like. Same with stress. What does that 
feel like for you? What do you feel in your body? That's what I mean by feeling anger, by feeling stress. I don't mean reacting to it. That's different. And I do believe that that is the main reason that we are usually not willing to feel the uncomfortable feelings. It is because we fear the consequences of reacting to the feeling. And I want to say those are two completely different things. Feeling them and reacting to them are separate. You can feel anger just by sitting quietly on the sofa or just by walking on a path in the forest. And people would be looking at you and nobody would be any the wiser that that's what you're doing, that you are processing through the feeling. Because what it looks like from the outside is that you are turning to the inside. You are turning inside of you to go, okay, what does this feel like? What does anger feel like? What does stress feel like? What does anxiety feel like? Or whatever is the feeling that you are trying to process. And again, in my experience, the relaxation and the calmness follow automatically from that. Because once the anger leaves your body, there's nothing left but calm. Once the stress leaves your body, there is nothing left but relaxation. Okay, so let me give you a practical example as to how I apply this. For example, on my dog walks, there, you know, like there are different types of walks depending on Rusty's mood. Sometimes he's super cheerful and happy-go-lucky. Sometimes he's more on edge and sometimes he is more, I, I want to say hyper, I guess is the best English word that I can think of it think of. Um, in German, I would call him zappelig. I don't even know if it's a real German word, but I think most German-speaking people would kind of have an idea of what that means. It would mean that he's walking, but he has some of that nervous energy about him. Like a little things will already be a little bit triggering. He wouldn't be calmly sniffing things, but he would just kind of be like all over the place. Kind of this, oh, what's here? What's there? What's this? What's that? When he's in that kind of energy, I can sometimes feel that rubbing off on me. I feel that I'm getting a little hyper myself, not so relaxed, and that feeling creeps up on you slowly, you know, up until the point where you all of a sudden notice it. I imagine that, you know, threshold has been crossed, and I go like, oh, I'm starting to feel a little bit on edge now, a little bit Again, hyper is the word that comes to mind. So what I do then is not what I guess most of us have been taught or what most of us try to do and say, okay, you're getting hyper, calm down now. I don't do that. I go like, ooh, you're getting hyper. Let's feel that. What are you feeling? Okay, so there's this tingling sensation. Like For me, I can even feel sort of tingling in my fingers like it's the the hyperness or whatever you want to call it flows through my entire body I feel a little bit tense but mainly it's like skin tingles everywhere and so what I do is I focus on that I focus on the skin tingling I focus on the hyperness I'm like oh you're really hyper so I hone in on the hyperness And what I notice is after a little bit of doing that, 
it goes away and I'm done. And that is completely different from going like, oh, you're getting hyper. You need to relax now. Focus on your breathing. Focus on your walking. um, Listen to the birds whistling or any of that stuff. Because when I do that, I haven't fully felt that agitated feeling that is there that needs processing. So just focusing in on what I'm feeling to me is the way that makes it go away. And I think that's a really key difference between what is usually taught. Another example is something that happened in this past week and that to me also really showed how far I've come doing this work. Um, Because I was on a walk, Rusty was on his long lead, which I then always reel in when we get close to a bike path or a road or any of that stuff. But somehow I hadn't properly done that I was looking out over some grass field I think it was scanning for a dog um, that I'd seen earlier and I was just wanting to to see whether their owner was you know going to come in our direction or not and out of the blue Rusty shoots off and I thought oh because we were in cat territory so okay he's probably spotted a cat so I wasn't even like really super fast at responding because I just thought he's going to hit the end of the leash, have a firm hold on it. Um, You know, he's going to run out of leash, he's going to stop and that's it. But the thing was, he wasn't going after a cat that was somewhere in the distance. He was actually going, I mean, I have to laugh about it, but it really wasn't that funny. He's actually going after a bike. He couldn't reach the bike, but still, something could have happened. The guy on the bike could have, you know, like been really shook and you know maybe lost control of his bike or he didn't whatever so all I could think of was to to just yell I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry and that was it and then all of the feelings came like feeling bad and worried about possibly getting yelled at by the guy on the bike feeling bad at myself for not having paid enough attention and all of the you know you all know this all of the I'm a bad dog owner person I should have kept the leash shorter what was I thinking Uh, I didn't have 100% focus on my dog this is bad 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 I'm setting a bad example for all the other dog people out there (laughs) all of it came flooding in why because I'm human and that's what happens and it's also unrealistic to expect that this stuff isn't going to affect you I always say those are you know in Dutch I say which means dead people's wishes stuff not affecting you to wish for that is just simply not realistic but what was going on was I was feeling all of it and I was letting it be there I was like oh okay this is all of that this is the shame. This is the anxiety. This is me being scared of being yelled at. This is me being scared of having done something wrong and being that person who has done something wrong, being a bad person. And I just let all the feelings be there. I focused on it. I focused on what it felt like. I felt my lungs um, contract. I felt sick to my stomach, 
literally all of that. And it happened really, really, really fast. But it just focused on it. And I want to say maybe a minute later, I was already fine, which before this would have ruined my walk and my day and my evening. And also we, we continued on the walk and actually we then went to stop light where the guy on the bike was also waiting for the light to turn green. And I was fully prepared because I had, you know, like processed all of the emotions to apologize to him once again. Not coming up with an excuse because, you know, looking at it from his side, there was no excuse for me. My, like The leash was too long. My dog lunged. It could have ended up worse than, than it did. But because I let all the feelings be there, I was like, okay, how do I want to show up to the world as a dog guardian, as a person? And I was like, well, the way I want to show up is if, if I have another chance at contact with this guy on the bike, I'm just going to apologize heartfelt one more time rather than my in the moment, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And it's okay if he doesn't want to take the apology. It's okay if he's mad. It's All of that is okay, but that is just how I want to show up. And I would not have been able to do that if I had still been stuck in that whole spiral of icky feelings. And I didn't tell myself that I had to go straight to relaxation or calm or come up with all kinds of sort of thought out excuses or reasons as to why I shouldn't feel bad or as, a, as to why I shouldn't feel anxious. I was like, no, I do feel anxious. I do feel shame. I do feel bad because I'm thinking all these things and that is okay. And that is what allowed it to go away, I want to say, much quicker than it would have been for, before. So that, that was more of, a, more of an extreme and maybe more of a more recognizable example than just, you know, Rusty being hyper on a walk. So there you have it. That's probably the one thing that has made the most impact on my life. And I think that is making the most impact on my clients' lives as well. It's when you're feeling an uncomfortable emotion, one that we would generally describe as a negative one, do not immediately focus on wanting it to go away. Do not immediately focus on the opposite emotion, the one that you want to be there. Do not immediately focus on the calmness, on the relaxation, all of that. Don't do that. Allow the negative, the uncomfortable emotion to be there. Remember, feelings are for feelings, so feel the negative emotion. Don't be afraid that you're going to react to it because feeling it is different from reacting to it. And I'm telling you, if you're feeling it, there might not even be a need to jump to that. I need to relax and how can I do that? Because you might get there organically. And like I said, it is all about what works for you. So if you know, breathing exercises and meditation and those things work for you, do it. If you can do a combination of what I suggested and, for example, breathing exercises or whatnot, do that. Just figure out what works for you. You know, like, don't take my word for it. 
give this stuff a try. See if it is something that makes a difference or that can make a difference in your life as well. If it does, of course, I would love to hear from you. You know, shoot me a line, send me an email, any of that. would love to know if this is something that helped you. And in any case, if you want to dive deeper, if you want to dive deeper into thought work, into feelings work, you know, you know where to find me. You can get coaching with me. Um, we take this stuff to a whole other level. That's what I have for you today. Hope you enjoyed it. Talk to you later. You can find the show notes to this episode and everything coaching on my website, kaisefanoverbake.com. Or you can go find us on Instagram at the Rust Cattle Dog, or maybe even Facebook, Kaiser Fun Overbake Coaching. If you like listening to this podcast, might I ask you for a good review on whichever platform you're listening to the podcast to, because it helps us move up in the rating, which helps us be found more easily so that more people can listen to this, more people can benefit from it, more people can feel, as I always say, less alone in where they stand with their dogs.